Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. We are on the air. This is Thesis. Three, two, one. We are on the air. This is Thesis. Everything is everything. I am your host, Jay Marie. How's it going out there, folks? Hope you are doing well. Thank you for showing up and hanging out with us today. Coming to you live from Zombie Land. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Yes, I am actually coming to you today from the heart of Texas. I am in Austin, uh, Austin, Texas, for the Spartan race, as I uh, mentioned uh, last time we spoke together. And uh, it was good, actually. Um, it was actually pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, the views were amazing. It was out in Burnett, uh, Texas, which is about an hour and a half away, eh, about an hour from from uh, Austin, out in the out in the hillside. Really nice, um, really rocky uh, area, hills. Uh, the course itself was pretty good, so it was fun. Uh, so yes, I am here in Austin in. Uh, um, I'll save the race stuff for for at for the end of the show. I mean, it was it was the same stuff. I mean, what else can I? You know, I'm here, and then I got another race tomorrow, uh, the sprint. You know, so it's gonna be it's gonna be the same as as it was in San Antonio. But I'm just glad I got to get out of Dallas again for a while. Um, and I actually um, so I decided today after the race, uh, when I came back into town. Uh, that I was gonna do a little. Uh, I was gonna be a little tour tourist. You know, I, I've I've never seen the Capitol building up front, and uh, so I wanted to go see it. Uh, unfortunately, by the time I got to the Capitol grounds, it had just closed the grounds. Uh, it closes at seven. Like you can walk around and go on the front on the steps and everything, but it closes at seven. So when I had pulled up. It was right around seven, uh, but I still got to take some pictures, you know, from the just from the outside perimeter. But really nice, though. I mean, the building is humongous. It's huge and beautiful. The architecture. I wish I could have got closer, but uh, maybe tomorrow early. Wait, I gotta be at the race. Yeah, maybe I can go early uh, because they got free. They got public parking. Uh, where you could just pull over right there by the front and then go take a walk and take pictures and stuff. So I might do it. Uh, depends on how late I wake up because uh, usually the day after a big race. Well, it wasn't a big race. It was. They said it was six and a half miles. Bullshit. My map, my watch said it was about seven and a half miles. So, but that might have been the penalty loop and stuff. So anyhow, it's the. Uh, wait, what was that? Oh, my legs. So yeah, so depending on how I got lost there for a minute, like why why did I bring that back? So 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 my legs. Depending on how tired I am in the morning or whatever. If I wake up early, I'll go check it out. Cause I'd I'd like to, you know, I'd like to. Um, damn, I didn't even know. Maybe it's closed on Sundays. The park. Well, I mean the grounds. No, nah, I don't think so. it's like a park. Why would it be closed? Right. I mean, I understand after 7, but not, like, Sunday, you know? 
It's not like the gate, they shut the gates and they lock it. It's a park, you know. Anyhow, if I wake up early enough, I might go. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but also, you can't stop in to um, Austin and not visit the world famous 6th Street, right? So, I've never been. And, of course, everybody talks about it. And, and in Dallas, we got Deep Ellum. And and Sixth Street is sort of like Deep Ellum or Greenville Avenue, Lower Greenville. You know, uh, really hip, really cool spot. Um, couple, not a couple, like several blocks worth of restaurants and bars and clubs and stuff. And actually, um, I went down there uh, and checked it out. You know, hung out, walked around, ate some pizza. I was looking for pizza because usually after a race, I. That's my that's my celebration dinner, you know. It's pizza, so they had a few pizza joints out there, and I actually tried two different types of pizzas from two different pizza joints. The first one was, you know, decent, decent, but the second one, uh, what was the place called? Chupacabras? No, 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 that's not. It was called something else. Fuck. Maybe I'll remember in a little bit. Anyway, it was great. It was good. Standing out there on the sidewalk. Eating a pizza, you know, there was a lot of people walking around, hanging out. It was really cool. I enjoyed it. You know, some old buildings. Um, I'm not sure the historical nature of, of, of 6th Street, but I did see a lot of historical markers where you can see, I'm an arch, you know, like when I look at old, when I see old buildings, you can see the old architecture and, um, you know, they used to put the date on the buildings back in the day when they would build them, you know, <clears throat> uh, if it was a company or whatever, established, uh, you know, 1903 or whatever. And some of the buildings out there still have that, that part that says established, you know, 18 or uh, late 18, you know, 18 something or an early 19 something, you know what I'm saying? So that must have been like, that was probably the oldest part of Austin, probably, you know, if, if I would, if I would, uh, dare to guess, I would say, yeah, that's probably, because the, <laughs> the buildings are, the architecture of some of them buildings are, oh, man, when you look at it, and you, and you can imagine, like, in your mind's eye, you can imagine, like, um, way back, when it was, like, fucking almost, like, not saloon, you know, because all that was made out of wood, but, Almost a little bit after saloons and all that shit, because some of those buildings, you know, like three story tall, but brick, but but this this uh, old architecture type, you know, with the cement. I don't know, really nice. So I enjoyed it. I hung out there, and actually, I, I actually uh, met uh, someone from uh, Cincinnati. Uh, I believe her name was Jasmine, and I say I believe because usually it takes a couple times. You know, for me to remember somebody's name, but I remember her name being like a niece, so I'm more than sure it was Jasmine, so from Cincinnati. And we chatted, and she told me about the projects she was working on over there, and this and that. And we chatted; it was really cool. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed hanging out um, on Sixth Street, which was which was fun. That's the now. So uh, <laughs> so um, funny thing is, uh, so I come back to the hotel. And um, I see state trooper, you know, uh, car. I saw one in the parking lot where I parked. I parked right next to one. 
And, you know, there's a wedding or a quince or something going on down there. Uh, they have several ballrooms, you know, it's not just one. Um, but then I noticed another state trooper car and then another one. And another. So I don't know if there's a convention or a party or a wedding or something of state troopers here at the hotel. Because there's like fuck ton of state troopers out there, black and whites, you know. And that's fine. Hey, look, uh, I feel safe, you know. If they're all staying here, I don't think, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's probably they're all probably here for some something that's going on down there. So, you know, uh, it made me a little apprehensive going down there, going down to the lobby. I needed coffee. I needed some coffee. So, you know, you have to go ask for it. Uh, at the lobby, and um, and you know, it made me a little apprehensive because who knows, right? Like, like what if what if the lobby is full of black and whites, and then I smell like you know, because I just burned one, you know, I just burned some in uh, in the um, on the balcony uh, a little minute ago, you know, before we <laughs> before we got on the air, you know, say, and I didn't want to go down there and then it'd be reeking like fucking killer and shit, you know, say, so so yeah, so so. Then that's what kind of made me think of what we wanted to talk about today. Uh, you know, all the cops that are here, bunch of uh, black and white state troopers, you know. And I mean, you know, God bless, I'm just having fun. God bless them for what they do. But, you know, cops, right? And then, you know, because you know, I want to blaze. I want to. And anyway, I'm on the I'm on the eighth floor. So I'm like way up top balcony. I stand out there. I could blow one. It's all good. No, no problemo. You know what I'm saying? So. Pero también, uh, also, since I, was, since I am here in Austin, uh, um, in the capital where we, where they make the law, you know, um, where they make state law, but, but, you know, where law is made, and then the cops, you know, the law, the cops are out there and stuff like that, and, uh, and I started thinking, you know, we'll, we'll have some fun today, um, and because I was remembering some, some, you know, so we go back, right? You know how we talk about old things that we used to do, and we don't talk about them to justify them or glorify them or anything like that. You know, we talk about them to to remember, you know, the, to kind of remind us of the, the stu- stupid things we, we used to do, you know, and, and, and also, like, you know, to show us, like, wow, the kind of risk that we used to take for what, the amounts of money or whatever, right? Okay, so, so that's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about some stories from back in the day of some stuff that we did. And, you know, I just kind of thought since, you know, um, since we've been getting a little heavy lately, you know, I figured we'd just have, you know, a little, a little fun and talk about old stories. And again, not to justify them or anything, but just to kind of, just to kind of remember on some of the dumb shit we did, right? Uh, because we, I don't know. We we thought we were gonna be rich. We, you know, we thought we were being something that, you know, G's right. You're from the hood. You're a G. You know, you slang, and there's a certain image and certain thing that you know that that you want to do or be or, or look like or become or whatever. You know, simply because. That's the. Yeah, and that's not you know that's not. That's not really cool, especially looking back with a sober mind, you know, you think like, what the fuck, man? So so I was thinking of this time um, way back. So, you know, I bring up 
I bring up how, you know, we used to sell drugs and all that, right? And we had the we had the little family and the little crew, and whoever had to work, I mean, made the bigger percentage of um, of the money. So one of the things that that we all wanted to do all the time was make a connection. We we all wanted to find that connection down there in Mexico, you know, because. If they bring you work, if somebody was bringing you work, you're making bread. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you have a better chance of making bread, let's say, right? So, so I was, um, there was a, I can't remember what, what year frame it was, but I know it was me and Tim. That was before Tim went to prison. So, I don't remember what year he went to prison, but, uh, I would assume my kids were probably, wait, where were we? We were, where the fuck were we? Anyhow, um, so I, I had called a cousin, right? So we have a, we have a cousin down, uh, down on the border, uh, on the other side. And um, he's connected, right? And, and since back in the day, you know, I always knew that. I always knew he knew people and stuff, and he and he knew people at the on the bri- on the border bridge, and they would let stuff pass through, whatever. Right? Y'all know. I can only imagine. You know, y'all can use your imagination to think of the kind of stuff that you know this my this guy did, right? My cousin and his friends or whoever, you know. So, you know, I've, uh, I I send him a few. We uh, I I reached out to him. Um, and talked to him a bit on the phone and told him, hey, you know, what's up and this and that, you know, kind of a little cold, like, hey, hook me up with one of your guys, you know, so they can bring some work. I'll get rid of it for him because at that time we could get rid of work, you know, with Tim, me, Flock, my brother. And, and uh, I think I think that was after Enrique. Yeah, I think it was after Enrique died. Um but yeah, we can we you know we can move all this work and stuff. So I figured, you know what? Let's see if my cousin will hook somebody up who will bring some work, and uh, you know we'll make some money, right? So that's what you know I tried to do. So I called him up and he's like, "Yeah, you know, come down here. I'll introduce you to some people who take work, you know, and uh, and we'll go from there." All right, cool. So, you know, shit. I told Tim and we started planning like, hey, well, you know, let's go down there. We're going to meet some people uh, and see what happens, you know, because, uh, you know, shit, if they could bring us a ton, you know, we could make some scratch off of a ton. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like uh, 2,000 times uh, 25, you know, if, if minimum, you know what I'm saying? And you guys out there who've moved work know what I'm talking about, right? And that's, that's minimum because you know you add a quarter whatever but usually if somebody brings it they'll give you a good prize you can add a little 50 or more depend depending depending so you know we got all excited and i told tim hey uh let's go down there you know because you know because tim would move some work for me and stuff like that i'd I'd get some and he would buy you know he'd move some whatever and i was like hey let's go down there you want to roll with me hell yeah so (laughs) we rented a i rented a a car and everything and and we drove down to to meet my cousin este um it was crazy way 
So, you know, back in the day, like this whole mentality of 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 getting a hookup and, you know, having money and like this image of of whatever. Like, nigga, I thought I was like belly. Like I took weed, you know, I took a big ass sack of weed and we were smoking blunts. You know, I rented a fucking uh um uh, I fuck I don't know, SUV or some Range Rover or some we were fucking rolling, nigga. And and <clears throat> Blowing smoke, you know, like fucking morons and shit, you know, going down to the border to and crossing over to the other side to make a connection with some fucking cartel motherfuckers who are going to bring work. And see, here's how fucking dumb and stupid I was. And see there now, honestly, there was a time back, back, back in the day in Mexico when when everybody had their plazas and things were going smooth, but then shit went crazy after a certain time. I believe that time when I met my cousin, it was before the shit hit the fan. You know, before they try to unify all the plazas and all this shit, you know. Uh, so if you watch Nauticals, you know what I'm talking about. Because because motherfuckers would be getting killed, right? So when we went, niggas weren't getting killed. Well, well somewhat. I think it was before, before, it was just before people started getting killed. So, so, you know, I, I go and meet my cousin, uh, down there on the other side and he introduces me to these guys, right? To his homies. And look, and look, 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 mind you, mind you, we're, me and Tim are rolling around. I'm in Mexico. Okay. I'm in fucking Mexico. We're rolling around smoking a blunt nigga through downtown over there in Laredo, like fucking belly. Nigga, I thought I was in belly and shit. Like, fuck everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I went and met my cousin and shit and this and that. And um, and we chi- we chilled out. We hung out. And he said, yeah, we're going to go talk to my homeboys later on and shit. <clears throat> and, uh, and man, then I, and then, uh, I, I think he smelled the weed or something. And he, and he said, you were smoking? And I said, yeah, we're smoking uh, down, you know, when I was coming through downtown. And motherfucker said, man, what the fuck's wrong with you, dog? He said, man, if 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 a cop pulls you over, like you're giving them all the reason, nigga, to fuck you up, nigga. And 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 mind you, over there, cops, you know, and federal, whoever, people, federalist cops, fucking, maybe they're not even real cops. They'll just, you know, and they'll fuck you up and they'll take your money and fuck. In the worst case scenario, you'll disappear and shit, you know, for the wrong shit. That motherfucker said, man, don't be fucking doing that shit, bro. Don't fire shit up while you're driving. Downtown, nowhere. Don't fire shit up at all. All right, cool. Anyhow, so we set up a meeting with these guys, right? Uh, El compadre. I forgot his fucking name. My cousin called him El compadre. And, uh, all right, let's go. So we we ended up going to some building kind of near the downtown Laredo area. Some old, old building. It's there. And uh and, and we start we talked and you know he you know my cousin and this and that and this and then we you know and I ask him and you know what can you move or shit well what can you bring? You know, because 'cause I'm like shit, if you could bring whatever, five hundred pounds, a thousand pounds, shit, we'll move them though, we'll lie, you know. You know, we'll move them within a week, you know, maybe two weeks. And uh you know, and you and the money and everything, whatever, right? So it was just a communication to try to make shit happen, you know. 
So, so we actually, <clears throat> so while we were talking, we met at like some headquarters of theirs, some sort of headquarters. It was like a warehouse building, but there was piles of, of weed. Like, so, so, so maybe some of you who've seen TV, you maybe seen the older movies, the Narcos, they had them big old blocks, big old cubes of, 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 of weed. Like they would compress big old blocks of weed, you know? And uh, this is what this building stacked like pallets, like a warehouse. Over there, was one kind, like a whole shitload, and then over there, another kind, you know. And so when we're talking, we're hanging out in this place, and you know, of course, we're smoking. He's like, grab some, you know. And then he's showing me. He's like, look, we got this kind, and then we got that kind, and then we got this kind, and blah blah blah. And he's showing me. Boom, we're in this warehouse, hanging out, having some drinks, <laughs> talking, talking business. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, <clears throat> so, at, at that, you know, we're there, we're talking, we're doing, th- and they had these big-ass walkie-talkies, like, um, I mean, the kind of cops have, and I mean, this was 20 years ago, so, think of old-timey, big walkie-talkies, you know, something. Este, and and, and a- apparently, they were doing something, right? So, we're talking, we're having this meeting, whatever, there's a couple guys back there, and they're on the walkie-talkies, and blah, and blah. And then the compadre, he has a walkie-talkie too, and they're talking, and and then and then he's like, hold him up, hold him up, and he he kind of goes over to the side there, and then my cousin's there, and then me and Tim and my cousin, and we're blowing, we're drinking, and then my cousin, and then my cousin's like looking, and he kind of knows my cousin knows what time it is. He's like, he knows what's up, and he's like, he's like, check this shit out, man. Watch, just just check this shit out. So we're hanging out, and the guys there on the walkie-talkie, back and forth, boop boop, this and that. As that, and and then uh, okay, and then and then and then and then like okay, uh, radio silence or some shit, you know, and then compadre, and he goes, just stands over there and he fires up a cigarette, and then the other two guys that were just, you know, just everybody just has the radio, and then you know like, what the fuck? I told my friend what the fuck's going on. He says, ah, it's because uh, right now he says. They're crossing stuff over the river on some boats or something. So so radio silence, peep, that means we're about to cross over. And then and then uh they ain't gonna call back until the coast is clear until they're in the truck, on the road, away from the whatever. So, you know, I don't know, fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes go by and we're like fucking everything's silent. Like combining in big talk. They were all silent, music, nothing, everything's down and just me and my cousin Tim sitting kind of close to each other, and, and the other guys were kind of on the other side of the room a little bit, kind of just waiting with their walkie-talkies, you know. And then we're just hanging out, waiting, 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 and then, some shit. Oh, hell yeah. And they got, and they got, got high-fives and shit, you know, they got hugged each other and shit. So, so they made it, you know. They made it into the truck, and then they moved it or whatever. They had to take it to the next safe spot, you know. So these are the guys that are going to bring me some work, <clears throat> you know. And, hell, yeah, so, you know, we, we kind of came to some consensus and, you know, shit, well, let's start off with uh, about 500, you know, 500 pounds, you know, and then we'll go to 1,000 and, all right, shit, fucking bet, 500 pounds. What kind, what kind, uh, he showed me a couple kinds. Remember, there was a whole bunch, shit, fuck it, the, that's the, the fluffiest, you know, whatever, fresh, fluffy, all right, cool. All right, well, we'll, you know, we'll let you know, and then this and that, and whatever. All right, cool. 
Este, and then that was it. I think the next, we we headed out the next day. Damn, where did we stay? I don't even fucking remember. Maybe we didn't even stay overnight. It was just strict business. You know, we went, we got there, we jumped over, came back, and then took off. You know, I, I think that's how we did it. Um, because I mean, there was nothing else to do but but go talk business. You know what I'm saying? But then, but then, uh, so so we're crossing back. Uh, I don't know uh, a lot of you folks out there, maybe who aren't in the United States, and those of you who are, who've never crossed over into Mexico on a car. You know, there's a bridge, right? The bridge, and then the bridge is sort of like a, if you can imagine, like a tollway bridge, you know, but the traffic moves slow. You know, you're going to be on that bridge for about an hour or something, probably, you know, to, to cross into America. And, um, and I, and I, and I had to a homeboy to give me some, some weed, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we rolled up, so we rolled up a blunt or two. And while we were on the fucking international bridge, so I already crossed the Mexican checkpoint. Hey, okay, gracias, gracias. I'm already Mexican checkpoint, nigga. We're already on the bridge. We're over, we're over, uh, international <laughs> waters or whatever the fuck. And fuck it, nigga. We're going to be on that bridge for like an hour. So, phew, nigga, we chief, we started smoking, nigga. We fired it up. And it was them back in the day, them big-ass blunts, them big-ass Titan blunts or whatever the fuck they were back in the day, them big-ass swishers. Chief, 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 nigga, you know? Of course, then, of course, we're getting closer and closer, but but we already smoked, and we weren't carrying nothing. It was just enough for one blunt, you know? And I think I threw the rest out, whatever the fuck. And then, and then, so we're about to cross into into the United States, and sure enough, man, as soon as we pull up to the fucking little window, to the little thing, the guy... Tells us to pull over on the side over there. <laughs> he smelled it. He smelled it. He smelled it. Woo! They got us out, and like I, I don't even think I had an overnight bag. Like, I think I had a plastic bag with like an extra change of clothes. I think I mean, that might have been it. We weren't even planning to stay, you know. So homeboy was asking us, "What are you doing in the radio?" Oh, I came to see my grandma, blah, 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 this and that. Where's your clothes? Where's your... Nah, well, you know. And they didn't ask us nothing about the weed. Wait, no, I don't remember them asking anything about the weed. Like, hey, were y'all smoking on that side or anything? Nothing, nothing. He didn't say shit. And I didn't say shit. They brought out the dogs. They brought out the mirrors. Everything, way. And, of course, we didn't have nothing, so... So they let us go, but it, it took it took a little it took about thirty forty five minutes because <laughs> we were fucking being all fucking stupid and shit. But we came back and uh, so compadre and them, you know, they event they finally called. I don't know a couple weeks later or something. Talking about we're gonna be sending you a shipment. Be ready. This and that. Hell yeah! I told Tim. Told my brother. Hey, the compadre is sending something and this and that. Fuck, all right, well, well, let's get ready. What do we need? Well, they're coming in an 18-wheeler, okay? Do we need a spot, you know? Do I need to find a spot to pull up an 18-wheeler to unload it? This and that, right? So we started planning the logistics. Because, you know, you know they don't, especially over the phone, you're not going to say this, 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 and that, you know? There has to be something prepared, sort of, where not a lot of, you know, overt uh wait over yeah communication on the phone you know of where and what and how and what you know 
So you got to be very careful. But anyway, the planning started right away. It's like, damn, what are we going to do? I'm going to come 18-wheeler. Okay, how about, uh, you know, we rent a car. We can meet them or, or something. I was already thinking like, damn, I need to find a place. Who owns a building? Who owns a building that has a fucking 18-wheeler thing? You know, um, and now and then it turns out this motherfucker, at first he says, let's meet at the um, uh, the truck stop with Doseke, whatever, this and that. Fuck, all right, so I'm thinking, all right, cool. And in my mind, I'm thinking, damn, we're going to have to pull up behind the 18-wheeler. They're going to open up these things, and we're going to fucking unload. Like, how the fuck is all this shit going to go down at the truck stop, you know? And then, nah, uh, change the plan, change the plan. Meet us at the truck stop, but then we're going to follow you. And this motherfucker wanted to follow me into my neighborhood in an 18-wheeler. You can't take an 18-wheeler into my street. It's a, I mean, sure, you can, but that neighborhood is not made for 18-wheelers with big box and shit. Fuck, what else can we do? You know, they were already there. This was the this was the delivery. Son of a bitch. So so y'all know, so right now I'm in Austin, but you know in the bunker, right, where I'm at at the house, right? Where I, where I do my show normally from, that's the spot. So these motherfuckers pull up in a fucking eighteen wheeler, you know, and uh fuck, I'm like, all right, let's do this quickly, you know? And um all the neighbors, well, some of the, na- all the neighbors came out. Fucking, let's, who, who, who bullshitting? Let's cut the bullshit. All the fucking neighbors came out. And the good thing is, we don't have that many neighbors because we live across the street from a park, but, and on a hill. So we're kind of secluded, but still, the neighbors that could and saw and did came out. You know what I'm saying? Because there was a fucking 18-wheeler pulled up next to our house. And then this motherfucker, can you believe it? He opens the door from the cab and just starts throwing out these huge ass duffel bags. Boom, 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 boom. I don't know how many they were. I can't remember. Five, six. I don't remember. Maybe four. Fuck, I don't know. But I, <laughs> dude, we were like fucking bitch. So we grabbed them hold and took them to the garage. Hey, get this fucking truck out of here, man. And this motherfucker, this motherfucker pulls the truck up by the by the park, you know, which is across the street. He slides it up. And in my mind, I'm thinking, man, the fucking cops are going to come. What the fuck are you doing with this truck here in the neighborhood? Blah, blah, blah. The motherfucking driver was insecure about... What they told him of how many pounds it was, he wanted to see how much they were, weigh them out and everything. I'm like, dude, what the fuck, bro? This isn't the shit. This isn't the deal. You need to see them get all weighed out and shit. Well, the motherfucker was insisting, so I guess he was he was part of the gig. So we fucking had to weigh all that shit out in the fucking garage in front of homeboy, and then he bounced. So so we got to work, and it turned out it wasn't even 500. It was more like, I think it was, man, it was probably like 200 or 150. It wasn't even that many. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the, the deal we had originally made. You know what I'm saying? It's just so, fuck, I was already pissed about it. The price was different. The shit was different. The, the whole delivery system was fucked up, and I was like, fuck it. 
let's just get rid of this shit, pay it off, and then I'm going to tell him to go fuck himself. You know, like, I don't want no more. So, you know, we got to work, got rid of it. It, it took a minute because uh, it wasn't even the good kind and this and that. So whatever. We didn't make the money. I didn't make the money I was expected to make after all that trouble. Um, and then still my cousin wanted <clears throat> a piece of the action. You know, they were like, golly, man. So um, that shit, everybody got paid off. I think my cousin got a little taste, not what he expected. He thought he was going to get a big taste, like, for making the hookup. But the hookup didn't come through, so, because that taste you got, bro, that was it. You know what I'm saying? I don't even remember what it was, but, but you know, we all, of course, me and Tim, because we moved it, and we were the ones who, who got, you know, the, the, the majority of the money, of course. But damn, nigga, everybody wanted a taste, you know? I don't know. It was like it's because you know when you when when you set something up like that, it's it's one on one. You know the guy brings it to you, whoever it is that he sends or whatever. But it's it's you know your account is with him. You know, boom, boom, and you send the money. And then all right, next one's coming. Boom, boom, and you send the money. That's it. None of this. All this. Everybody wants their piece. Everybody this and that. Cause should have you know. Cause you know. Wanted his, he wanted a piece of the action. They should have took care of him. You know what I'm saying? I, I guess. I mean, maybe I should have took care of him. But fuck, if it was all good, if it was all legit the way it was supposed to come out, then sure, it wouldn't have been no problem taking care of cousin. But uh, but it wasn't like that. So it didn't work out like that. But but we did do. We did the work. We got rid of it. Everything. And um, you know, I sent the money back. <clears throat> And uh, it took a while, you know, we were like, fuck, I hope they don't send, I was really like, I hope they don't send none, you know, I hope they don't send any more because fuck that, you know what I mean? (laughs) And and they didn't because I I guess stuff started getting hot down there or something. That was right around that time, like I was telling you, before the plazas, you know, when the plazas were all uh, under control, uh, you know, before shit got crazy. So actually, after a while, you know, uh, they didn't send nothing. And cousin, you know, he was just like, nah, I don't know. I ain't heard, you know, they ain't said nothing, whatever. Then after a minute, stuff started, you know, kind of picking back up uh, where I was like, uh, we should, um, you know, we should maybe try to do that thing again. You know what I'm saying? Um, and um, and I told, I told my cousin, hey, cause, you know, I called him up because I was like, fuck it. Let's get something going again. Hey, cuz, what's up, nigga? Hey, what's up with compadre and them? You know what? They still, they still do, you know, are they still, are they still doing their thing or whatever? And he says, man, nah, I'm gonna fucking, he's like, nah, man, them niggas got blown up. I'm like, what? That nigga got blown up with some grenades, he says. He says, man, that spot that we were at, that building where we were at, hanging out. He said, man, sometime later, you know, I don't know what the fuck. They were there with the guys and this and that. And somebody threw some fucking grenades through the fucking window. And boom, nigga killed compadre and that other nigga that was over there. Remember so-and-so? Jesus Christ. And he said, so after that, he's like, fuck that. And he he just kind of, you know, (laughs) he just kind of stayed away. (laughs) You know, he stayed away from that shit for a minute. Because the nigga didn't want to get blown up. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I mean, motherfuckers get blown up. Niggas started getting blown up. 
Um, and that's when I think that's when I think it all went to shit over there. You know, when the whole with the with the cartels and stuff or whatever. Este, and honestly, and honestly, I'm glad too because, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, you know, there's. <laughs> I think I brought it up like there is sort of honor among thieves, but then there is no honor among thieves because they're fucking thieves. They're thieves, you know what I'm saying? You know, crooks and and they're in to make money and like, you know what I'm saying? It's every man for himself, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So so back in the day, it's hard to find those good, trustworthy businessmen. Back before a certain breed of um, of narco. There was straight businessmen, like legit businessmen. You shake their hand, they're gonna do business. But if you cross them and you fuck them around, then they're gonna do business the way they do business. But it was in all the shit where 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 motherfuckers were trying to come and you know jack you around, steal you, change prices, and this and that. You know what I'm saying? You know when the plazas went to shit, a lot of the new bosses well not bosses but the cartel members the workers they didn't give a fuck they were robbing their own people you know robbing each other whatever you know so stuff went to stuff went to shit real quick because back in the day if you had someone a connect you know we had huskies there he was the guy that they would bring stuff to or wait 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 so let's put it this way he was bringing stuff Right, that's probably more accurate. It wasn't like he was the guy they dropped stuff off to. He was the man. Like whether he was paying for it, ordering it, whatever, he had all the connections, and they were bringing. He'll they'll fill up his fucking garage with like a ton, two tons of fucking bud, nigga, badass bud too, the good kind back in the day. And remember, we're talking about Mexican bud back in the day, but remember. They had the shit, the Cincemia and all that shit. With when you look at the cart, um, the the show, it talks about the way they grew. Yeah, that's the shit we were getting, the good stuff, you know. Este and um, and uh, you know, so Holsky's garage packed. You know, we could show up, me and my bro, we could show up, and he'll be like, "How much? Like, how many you need? Like, whatever, like." It's like a store, way. Like, I can show up and say, you know what? Let me take a hundred. What kind? If he had a few different kinds, what kind? Share that one right there. Boom. Boom. Bag it up. Weigh it. Bag it up. Throw it in the back of the truck and take off. Pull out, you know? We pull into the garage and then pull out, you know, with the, with, with the stuff, you know? That's the shit right there because, like, with Horskis, it was like opening up an account. We'd go over there, me and my bro, or me, or him, or whatever, either one of us, show up, let me get a hundred, alright, this is the price, you know, three, three twenty-five, whatever it was, alright, cool, <clears throat> come see me on Friday, you got a week, or whatever, or let me know as soon as you're done, you know, and it wasn't even like a time frame, it wasn't even, I mean, we all understand that it has to be done, you know, in a timely fashion, in a timely manner, you know what I'm saying? So, so we would do it. Usually, it took about a week, you know. And of course, if you if he ain't heard from you in a week, he's gonna start calling, whatever. But yeah, you show up because if it's good, boom, you get rid of it, boom, boom, boom. You show up with the bread here, grab another stack, whatever. It was like that, you know. And 
And this whole endeavor, like, that I was trying to do with my cousin was to be, like, that guy, like Hoskies, where I have a fucking ton, and then, you know, Flock comes over, and I give him a hundred, and Tim comes over, and he takes a hundred, and then whoever, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was the big, you know, dream. Not even dream, it was just the mind frame of, you know, wanting to be sell drugs and have the connection and be the guy with the, with the, you know, with the connect, you know? And like I said, so there was a time when those connects would be firme, you know, firm like that, where you didn't have to worry about shit, you know, where where people put, trying to pull some fast ones on you, you know, like these guys changing the price, the delivery system, and then this and this and that, like, you know, hey, let's just keep it nice and square. Whatever Whatever the deal is, right, we just keep it nice and square. To make it easy on everybody, mathematics, everything, let's make it easy. And, and then, you know, if everybody wants a piece of the action, then you got to keep taxing it. And then there's not going to be enough scratch for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I was trying to do with compadre and them, you know, to get that connection. But they got blown up. Some fucking grenades. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. I didn't know them that well, other than when my cousin introduced me to them, but... Hey, there's a certain risk involved in that lifestyle, especially in Mexico. Mexico is a whole different game. Here in the hood, you know, the drug game is is, di is is it's different, but over there it's way different. It's like the fucking wild wild west. You'll get murked. You can't sell drug like in America. You can you can set up shop pretty much. Um, I don't know, maybe some cities not as well as others, but you know, you don't have to you don't have to pay anybody or whatever. Like I said, in certain cities you might have to because of the control mechanisms that they have set up. You know, but over there in Mexico, you cannot sell drug, weed, anything. You'll get you'll get killed if you don't have permission, if you are not authorized or underneath somebody you know uh the regular guy who sells sacks you know hey you sell a sack here and there yeah they don't like that you know what i'm saying so mexico mexico's game is a whole different system it's a whole different uh political right politic system in the in the drug game itself you know you got killers like killers for real man i got i you know, when I talked about what happened to Enrique, you know, there's folks like that over there and they, they got them guys all day long and they don't care. Dude, they'll kill you for missing a payment. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, that's just pretty fucking scary. You know, stupidity. Like, right now when I think like, I don't even like going to Mexico. <laughs> like, much less, like, okay, honestly, tell you truth, hold on, let me take that back. I'm going to go to Mexico very soon. Uh, to Playa over by Cancun, where where Fabian is at, I'm gonna go there, and cause that's tourism, that's beautiful, that's paradise. It's a different world over there compared to the northern section of Mexico, Laredo, you know, uh, Piedra Negra, like all of the northern states are like fucked up, you know what I'm saying? So we have property in Laredo, and we don't in Laredo, Mexico, we don't go over there, we don't mess with those properties. That, that cousin that I was talking about earlier, he maintains those properties and just keeps them nice and shuttered. Because 
it is so bad down there that you can't trust somebody renting out your house. So so our family owns like a block uh, in Laredo. There's one, two, three, like six houses and a big lot and a like it's huge. It's about the size of a city block, I guess. And and the it this this property belongs in the family. My uncle owns a couple of those, and my mom owns one. My other aunt owns the other one. My grandparents owned the third one, but it, that one got split up. And then the property in the middle, this big, it's a, I don't know, I don't know, maybe an acre or two, maybe about an acre probably, something like that, like half a city block. We don't go over there. We have a house. We used to go and visit in Christmas and whatever, and we had a house, to, we have a house, not had, we have a house to stay in, but we don't go over there because it is so messed up. Like, why? Why even risk going over there, right? I'm not going to go to my... I, not to Laredo. No freaking way. Because it's so bad. You know, it's just, it's just a whole different world. You know, and, and it reminds me of another time. Um, uh, we did the same thing, but, but we connected with some guys down in San Antonio. So, see, we're in Dallas. We connected with some guys in San Antonio who supposedly had work also. And they pulled the same kind of shit. They showed up with some boo-boo weed it wasn't as much as we it wasn't as much as we wanted and then the price was all messed up and it was just a, it was just like man see you know so those endeavors are 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 you know looking back they're like what the fuck Gemma? like what were you doing you know what I'm saying i would never do that right now right now like i would never i wouldn't even go to laredo right that's first of all much less to talk to some cartel people you know what i'm saying like are you fucking kidding me? You know? So, yeah, like those, those, those days were fucking crazy. Once, once, once I went to Mexico, um, to, I had to fly into Mexico City, but then was going to go into Morelos, into Cuernavaca to go see a brother-in-law, right? So I remember the family I talked about in Little White Lies, our family, right? The little crime family if you will there was a brother that got out of prison and and he was in mexico um and i had to well i took him some money like forty thousand, i think he had just got out and one of the other brothers was like hey uh let's you know send him some money since he just got out whatever and they asked if i would do it and I was young and stupid and fucking sure, you know, fucking free trip to Mexico. Fuck yeah, I'll take it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, all you got to do is, um, you know, 20,000 uh, stack in each, in each shoe. So you got 20,000 in one shoe. You got 20,000 in another shoe. Walk in. They check your bags. All right, boom. Uh, bro is going to pick you up. Give him the money. That's it. You know? fucking easy right shoe they don't, they don't check shoes <laughs> they don't check your shoes in the fucking airport do they <laughs> wow um you know and it's funny because right now some of you might be saying metal like d money has metal in it i don't know if you know this money has little grains of metal so when there's a lot of it together it'll set off the metal detectors you know what i'm saying so, yeah, they're in my shoe, but 
you know, 20,000 in each foot, that's a lot of metal stacked together, you know, so probably would make the the sound go off. And you might be saying, like, well, what do you mean probably? Well, the strangest thing happened when I got to Mexico, okay? First of all, I had never flew before, so I um, had had a drink or two, you know? So I was, I was nice. I was feeling, and I was an aura, you know, drunk and stupid. I was just, I think I drank like two or three Crownwood Cokes, you know? So by the time we got to Mexico, you know, I was not buzzing, but you know, you you had a little you had a little buzz or whatever. Tell me why, and 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 then look. Let me say this on the outset. So you guys who listen to my show, you know how I think of things, right? A little bit differently. I don't think there's a lot of instances of coincidence. You know, things happen how they happen for a reason. Uh, for whatever unexplainable whatever sometimes certain circumstances you'll be like what the fuck right so all right so i'm on the i'm coming we land we're getting off the plane right i got forty thousand dollars in my fucking shoes right okay not even thinking about what the fuck kind of problems i can even get myself into Bringing money, undeclared money, into a country, you know? Into a country stashed in your feet. How are you going to explain that? All right. All right. Well, damn. Well, how did you fucking get out of that? Well, well, here's a weird thing. So, coming, it was so, it was so weird. Coming down that little tunnel thingy, and then you get to wherever, there's a hallway, and then I guess you take a right and you walk towards customs you know because customs i guess right every country has customs so tell me why this nigga chango this nigga jay walks down the hall and and i see people kind of just lingering around like nobody went in a particular direction nobody said this way there wasn't a roped off area that says walk that way towards customs People kind of just mulling around. So I'm like, what the fuck? Where do I go? So I went to the left. Some people went to the right. I went to the left. Uh, down the hallway there, corridor. I'm like, okay, where the fuck? Uh, where do I go? Where's the exit? I didn't ask nobody. I just kind of looked for the salida, whatever. I, I, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I didn't. I was expecting to get checked some way or somewhat. I don't know. Next thing I know, I walk through a door. I'm in the fucking lobby of the airport. Didn't see one security guard. Didn't pass one machine. They didn't even check my fucking papers. Nobody. Nothing. Undeclared person walked through the fucking airport. I ended up in the lobby. I'm fucking confused out of my ass. I'm like, I guess this is how you just get off the plane. And it was my first time flying. So I really didn't know the process. You get off the plane and you walk into the lobby and they pick you up like a bus, like the bus stop. You get off the bus and you, hey, hey, my friend's here. And you jump in the car. <laughs> That's how it happened. I went to the lobby, got a little law. Saw my brother in law. Hey, what the fuck? Hey, what are you doing? He was waiting by the custom exit. He says, how did you, 
He's like, how come you didn't come through this door where everybody else is coming? I said, man, tell you the truth, I have no idea. All I know is I ended up over here, and here I am. <laughs> He's like, fuck it, let's go. Great. Now, back to back to what I was talking about earlier about the mistakes, or, I mean, the consequences or whatever. Just think about it. Just, let's just think about it, right? I had no clue where I was going, where to go. Nobody told me where to go. I didn't ask. People were mulling around, so I took a left. I wasn't... I wasn't doing it on purpose. I had no clue where to go. Yet, I ended up in the lobby where I needed to be. And I found my brother-in-law. Just as I needed to find him. There's no telling what would have happened if I would have went the correct way. Something pulled me that way. You know? And just to get a little. Something pulled me that way. You know, when I think back on it now, it's like, yeah, I think if I would have went, if I would have went um, the right way, I think they probably would have found that money and I probably would have went to jail in Mexico and God knows what would have happened. So, <laughs> shit. Oh, uh, shit. So, so I got there and we hung out and we went to, actually, I stayed for a few days um, we went, he was staying in this little town called Tepoztlan. At the time that he was staying there, when I went, the people of Tepoztlan had kicked out their mayor, their cops, everybody. Because beautiful land in, in a valley and some mountains, <clears throat> beautiful land. And then the people of Tepoztlan voted no on a golf course project. And the mayor and everybody, even though they had a referendum, they said, all right, let's vote. And the whole city, the referendum, no. Majority of the people said, no, we don't want no golf course in our beautiful little town. And the mayor and on the city said, you know what, let's go ahead and do the deal. So they went ahead and signed the deal. Well, tell me why the people rose up with freaking shovels and shit and fucking kicked out the cops, kicked out the chief, the mayor, everybody, right? So the entrance to the city was blocked off with like these big old concretes. And there was like one road in, one road out, because it's a little bitty town in the mountains of Mexico. So, you know, there's only a couple ways to get in and out of, of some of these areas. You know what I'm saying? So I'm there. We're hanging out, uh, you know, and one and, you know, he explained what's going on. And I'm like, hey, I'm just a fucking tourist. I ain't, I'm just there for a few days to do what, you know, to bring that thing over for him and take in a few sites or whatever while I'm there. And that was it. Tell me why I am. um. I go down to the square at night, and they're having some some little city meeting, some little city rally. People are talking. I don't know what the fuck's going. On. All I know is the story, what they said. So I'm writing. I got my little I got my little notebook, and I'm taking notes about not what they're saying about stuff that I'm seeing and everything. So when I come back, I can talk to my friends about. Oh look, you know, kind of like a journal, right? And this lady spots me. She's on the she's on the. Uh, She's on the stage there, on the city hall. There's a little stage thing where, where the guy was talking. And I see this lady looking at me. And she's kind of telling, like, the guy next to her, this guy over here pointing at me. Like, oh, shit. What the fuck, you know? Like, oh, she sees me writing stuff down. You know, and uh, I wasn't. I wasn't really sure, you know, what was going on or, or, or should I be scared or what? You know, in my 
I was young and whatever in my mind. I was like thinking, you know, ain't, you know, whatever. Ain't nothing, but, but, uh, it was, it was, it wasn't something, but to them it was, you know, uh, it was something to them because of what was going on in their town, you know? So she comes up to me and who are you? What are you doing? And like, oh, hey, look. I'm from America, I'm here visiting, and I'm just making a journal and just kind of talking about what I'm seeing and stuff. She took me up to the stage and talked to the guy, like the main guy that was talking. She brought me up to the stage, so everybody was looking at me like, because nobody, nobody knew me. Everybody in this little town knows each other, and they see this guy who looks American writing stuff down, and sure enough, hell yeah, like, nigga, I was about to get lynched and shit, wait. But now nah, she took me up there. Humble was really reasonable. The guy who, the guy in charge, you know, she's like, hey, look, this guy's here. And he was riding down and this and that. And, and then he asked me, who are you? Where are you from? And this and that. Are you from the DF? You know, are you from, are you, from uh, you know, Mexico City, like the capital? No, no, look, I'm from America. I'm visiting. Look, I'm just writing notes. I showed him the notes. I said, look, just the stuff to talk about with my friends. You know, I kind of explained what y'all are doing here. I saw the little pyramid, whatever. Like, And he was really cool. He was like, ah, he's cool. He told the lady, he's cool, he's cool. And I went back and sat down in the square, and I was like, man, damn, dude, you know. But, of course, because I wasn't there doing anything malicious, you know. I was just there to enjoy the sight and, you know, and kind of take in what was going on. But, man, imagine. <laughs> imagine if I would have went, went over there acting a fool doing something wrong. Shit, dude, that shit would not have been... I don't think that would have been, that would have been good for me, you know? So, I was there for, eh, a few days. I don't remember how long. I was there for a few days. Um, other than that, nothing really big uh, happened. You know, I there was this little pyramid on top of the uh, mountain there that you could take a little, like, a, a little two-mile hike up to the top there. It was really nice. That was pretty cool. But other than that... When I went that time, it was just to go drop off that money. It was nothing other. No, that was the only business that I had there, you know. So, you know, that was that wasn't really that wasn't really much. But taking the money though, that was the stupid thing. It's like Jesus Christ, man! Imagine way 40, 40 stacks. You want to take forty racks in your shoes to Mexico, bitch? And then they catch you and you don't declare it. They'll take it from you. And let's say you do declare it. Okay, I got 40000 They're going to tax you. You're bringing 40000 into the country. They're going to tax you on that money. Crazy. The stupid shit we used to do back in the day. All for what? Like, for money, for glory. Like, you know, who knows? Stupid. But you know what? I, I honestly, I think back a lot. And I tell this to my friends and some of the guys uh, in the neighborhood is like, we are so lucky, man, because so many, so many of the guys, you know, went away. Some people died, and like, you know, we are just very lucky that that we made it. You know, I'm lucky that we that I made it this far. My brother, I mean, we've got ourselves into some hairy situations before. I mean, the DEA SWAT team, you know, you know, came and jack, you know, they they didn't jack it. They came to our shop and kicked our asses and fucking arrested everybody and. I think I brought it up a little bit. I didn't, uh, I'll save that story for another day. But, you know, yeah, DEA SWAT team. I got kicked in the fucking face. My brother did too, you know. They destroyed our shop. 
you know, like, you know, there's stuff that we used to do and, and just thinking back, it's like, man, you are so blessed that you are so lucky and so blessed by God or the universe, whoever, right? How we talk about that sort of stuff here is you're so blessed to be alive, man. You know, all of those risks and all of those stupid decisions that you made back in the day could have been very costly. You know, and I just I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful that 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 things turned out the way they did because uh, I am here. I'm alive and I'm healthy. And now I feel as though I have a duty to my community, to my society to be, uh, you know, to behave properly. To be a light in the community, to to be someone that helps those that are less fortunate, I have been blessed. You know, I have been blessed um, because I changed the way I behave, I changed the way I think. You know, and that has allowed me to you know save some money and have uh, extra money to spend or whatever. You know, and and allows me to to be able to give some of that money away to those you know less fortunate or those that are in need or whatever you know that's them you know and in the end that's really what it's for it's like uh, the buddha says you know when when we when we well i'm i'm kind of paraphrasing this but you know like when we sin right when we're all over the place and we're all fucked up we're sort of like when the moon gets covered with the clouds you know you're still back there it's just the brightness is kind of dim and you know but 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 once the clouds move out of the way, the, the brightness comes back. When, when we're lost in drugs, when we're lost in, in that world of, of whatever, you know, we want to be ballers or, or we're, we're drug addicts, whatever it is in our lives, right? We get lost in these, in these things and, and it's, like if, it's like if the clouds are covering the moon, you know? But we can still shine yet, you know, but it takes some work. Of course, like we talk... But I feel as though since, since most of my adult life, most of my young life, young adolescent life to my adult life, you know, all of this stuff, you know, detriment to society, the drugs and the everything, the, the bullshit, the BS we used to steal. And like you heard some of the stories, you know, I used to steal from my employers and stuff. If you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, there's an episode way back in December called Integrity or in November called Integrity. I give examples of what I used to do. I used to steal and I used to do all these things. Why? Because I didn't care, you know? And uh, so, so now I feel as though the best and only way for me to reconcile or to make up for all of that bad that I did is to be the best person that I can be at the, you know, the best that I can be and keep at it and keep improving and self-educate. And like, so, so altogether what we do here is, is part of it is because not that I am seeking redemption is that that's how we find redemption is by shining again, is by removing those clouds that are dimming us, Right. So that brightness within us can shine again like the cloud. That's like redemption. You will find redemption when you, when your good that you do outweighs the bad that you've done. Now, you know what you have done. 
in your mind's eye, you can see what you have done. You can realize the magnitude of the things that you have done bad in your life. Okay? What your job is, going forward, is to, not strictly to outdo the other, not strictly for outdoing it, so you can say, okay, I'm good. No, it's, it's bigger and deeper than that. You will do more good, eventually, than you did bad. And that is when you will find redemption. That is when in your heart you will feel peace. Where you will feel like, I think I'm in the right place now. We might not completely forgive ourselves, let's say, where we race it, where it's like, it's been the past, and that's important. We need to remember things, but not hold it over ourselves. So we need to let go while not forgetting what we did, the problems it caused, whatever, right? We need to release it to where it's not a burden on us, but we need to remember what it caused, that treasure that we found, right? Esteem. So that's that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that we do here. And that's why I do what I do here. Because I feel as though I owe society something. I owe society something. More than I could probably ever give back. But I will do my best to give back however I can. In whatever manner I can. Because I mean what else, right? What else am I going to do? Go back to the way I used to be? Nah. Nah, there is no going back. There's sort of like um, a doorway, not a doorway. Um, what is it called? Like when the when the married the new married couple he carries the wife over the uh, the uh, door jam, <laughs> the threshold. Is that oh fuck? You guys know. I know you're probably screaming at it, screaming at it. Screaming it at me right now. I think it's the threshold. It's like you cross this this threshold, this doorway in your mind um, where it's like you can't go back. I mean, it'll be very hard. I'd have to be a complete fuck up to go back to where I, where who I used to be. Like I, something had to seriously go wrong inside my mind, in my heart, in my head, in my heart, in my body, everywhere. For me to go back to where I was, who I was. Like, I can't even see myself being there no more. Because of what I've been able to learn with all of this things that I read in the Bible and the, and the scriptures and whatever the fuck I'm reading, right? All of the philosophy and everything. You put all these things together. And it's like, yeah, there's no fucking way. <laughs> there's no fucking way I can go back. And I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back because I have found peace. I have found peace. And joy in the seeking of knowledge and wisdom. I love it. I love it. And yeah, that's what we do here. And that's what it's all about. Because no matter where we come from, I mean, look at the stories that I share with you guys. You know, I'm from the fucking gutter, pretty much, you know. I, I had a decent upbringing. My parents were good. But... At a young age, I started with the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? That's the, and one of the things that I want to make clear 
especially for you new listeners and for everybody out there, for the world to know. I want the world to know that no matter where you come from, no matter your background, nothing, none of that matters. None of that will decide where you go unless you let it. Unless you let your your upbringing, unless you let all the past and all of that hold you down, then of course you won't get anywhere. You know, But it's going to be up to you. It's going to be up to you and the work that you put in. Sit back, nothing's going to happen. You've got to put the work in. And that's what we do here. And that's what we do. That's why we remind ourselves of where we come from with these stories. That's why we remind ourselves where we're going, you know, uh, and what we're doing here together. Right? All right, man. I love I love the conversation. I love I love this conversation. I love thinking back of the tales you know, and just to, you know, just thinking they're fun to think of because of the stupidity. Like, because of the sheer stupidity. If I was watching a show, I'd be like, oh, that motherfucker's going to get pulled over or he's going to get shot by the, you know. That's, and and for me to think of doing anything like that right now where I am in life, in this stage of life, oh, no, no, no. Oh, hell no, nah, nigga, shoot. Hell no. Nah. No, but we we give all the glory, you know, uh, because we're not who we used to be, you know. I am not who I used to be, and I refuse to go back to that person. All right. We'll leave it right there. Dude, I had a great time talking to you guys. I've had a great time in Austin today. I am actually going to be in Austin just uh, about another half day tomorrow for the race. But after the race, I'm heading home. Um... Back to Dallas. Uh, I don't know if I'll get to go see the Capitol building. Maybe I will. I don't know. In the mornings, I'm not a morning person, dude. I am not a morning person. When I sign up for my races, I usually sign up around noon or 1 because I ain't trying to be at the spot at 9, you know, 8, 9 in the morning. Nah, no, no, no. That's not me. That's not me. But anyway, so yeah, tomorrow I'll be heading back. Uh, but I enjoyed Austin very much so. Uh, you guys out there, if you ever and if you ever come to Austin, you gotta see the Capitol building. It's beautiful. I didn't get to go inside, but you can see the immensity of the building just standing on the out, you know, on the outside of it, outside part of it, of the park itself. And you gotta go down to Sixth Street and check out some of the local uh, places there. A lot of people, a lot of good. Uh, you know, some good food, good joints, a lot of rooftop patios, some amazing bars and restaurants. Oh, my God. Wide open roofs and designs. And, like, dude, this one, like, you walk up the stairs and boom, next thing you know, you're on the roof. Everything's wide open. I took some pictures. <laughs> it was nice. I loved it. It was really nice. I like it now. Um, yeah, very nice. So, I can't wait to... Maybe come back down again and uh, spend, you know, come down uh, on a weekend and maybe where I don't have to do a race or nothing and like really go see the Capitol building, go see the history, you know, the museums and whatever. There's all kinds of stuff, I'm sure. I didn't come as a tourist because I'm, you know, I'm in town for business, sort of. So that's why. It's, uh, yeah. So anyhow. All right, guys. Well, we'll leave it there. I want to thank you for hanging out with us today. Este, and I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you did, please hit the subscribe button and tell your friends. Today was calm, so if you're if you are new, 
this conversation is more about who I was back in the day. Uh, but if you keep listening to the other shows, you'll see that we are something else. We are something different. I don't mean something else like, oh, them dudes are better. Now we're a little different. But I hope you enjoy it. And if you do, please feel free to reach out to us. The uh, email is in the description, as always. So you can, uh, you know, send us a little message if you'd like. Um, tell your friends again. Uh, welcome all new listeners, all new countries across the world. Thank you for finding us and sticking with us. Uh, what else? Ah, that's it. I love you guys. Uh, in the meantime, please be safe. Take care of yourself. Continue on the journey that you are on because I know in whatever uh, part of life you're in, you know, there's a long road ahead of you. And as long as you stay focused and you grab control of the steering wheel, you'll be okay. You got to be in control of it, okay? So let's, let's do that. Let's do whatever we can to be the best we can be. Just be a good person, all right? All right, guys, I'll leave you with that. I love you. Stay safe. I will talk to you soon. Oh, uh, please hit the subscribe button and check back soon um, because we don't put content out every day. So check back in a few days. See what we got going on, okay? I love you guys. Stay safe, and I will see you guys soon. Peace out. This is Thesis.